0: Chapter 17. If you hate something, fucking stab it. They managed to get to the dark warehouse without much incidents, unless you considered hunking Keen a guy for patting Six-Sack's butt in incidents, or Fritavere kicking a drunk guy in the balls or pointing at Fink's one-eye in incidents as well. If you didn't consider either of those to be of the incident sort then you'd surely believe that the trip had been incidence-free and happy and merry and a good time had by all. The warehouse junction of Fenwich was just a ways off of the Fenwich Fisherman's Wharf, just before Cheeky Pig's Fish Hut, but after Prosthetic Joe's House of Clams. Not to be confused with Clam Happy, which didn't actually serve clams, but had the most extensive chicken buffet that side of Lunateca. The rain had simmered down to a light sprinkle, but the air was still thick with a heavy haze and the smell of fresh fish and old, wet wood. The utter lack of humanity of it all made Six-Sack... and... Fink led the way through the wharf, afraid of we by his side and Hunky and 6 bringing up the rear. The one-eyed man then led them along a long dock that eventually parted to the left and down a flight of stairs to a narrow canal. The scent became vicious and the air, thicker, as they arrived at a rotting, coral-crested warehouse that was played with rusted tin and held together with fraying ropes and wood that looked to be from the beginning of time themselves. The wooden door was corroded at the hedges and appeared to be out of working order, but that didn't stop Fink from giving it a good, but careful, knock. There was silence before they heard a shuffling from the other side. The door didn't open. But they heard a voice ask from behind it.
1: Who is it? A rabbit? It's me. Who's me? Frank? There was a long pause. Who's Frank? Your brother? That's a rumma bumma bumma. What? That's a rumma bumma? Gretta Vera patted his head. Now, don't go getting bent <in> out of shape,
0: <Spanish> bud. The door creaked open. A man that was just a hair away from being as tall as Hunky stood before them.
1: Hey, don't look like that, buddy. Feather Veer, get a handle on your man. Stop
2: being a much. Then you know he's sensitive.
1: Oh,
0: he tipped his hand like an orthodontist studying teeth and shit towards Hunky and grinned. His teeth were so yellow, Sixpack thought they were smeared with earwax. A complicated endeavor, he realized, but a remarkable one at that.
1: Hi, man! Oh, glad to see you ain't dying. Glad to see you're still as bold as a troll's asshole.
0: <coughs> Dry bone laughed, or was possibly suffering from some intense larynx disease.
1: You kill me! You kill me! Oh, you inside quickly, now! Don't want the ghosts shoving their haze where they don't belong. Rainbow ushered them
0: inside the dimly lit warehouse and quickly lit a few more oil lamps. They agreed to an expanse of space that was stacked high with crates and assorted items of questionable morality.
1: Oh, schmuch where are my miners? Everyone take a seat. Anybody want a drink? I just got a fresh shipment of younger on and tea. And it's just a real full-bodied and no full-cup. I also got liquor. How Keith and very opted for the liquor and Fink for the tea. They
0: all took a seat at the squared-off table. Had a book stacked all along at the made Six-Sack's hand tingle, the pickpocketer's guide to picking pockets and other miscellaneous crevices sounded interesting. But so did How to Live Without a conscience and Look Fabulous doing so. He discreetly leafed through the knitting psychopath and the wondrous world of tea and hard liquor, but otherwise did his best to keep his hands to himself. Ryan lit another oil lamp on the rickety table that nearly gave under their elbows alone. After he got their orders, he realized Sixthack had been the only one not to speak, and when he turned to him, Ryan also realized he had lost his ability to do so. Only for a short while, as he stared at the lamp's cast against Six pale face. Rambo blinked heavily,
1: grinned, and then said, Cute kid, where'd you get him? Oh, somewhere with the humicorn syndrome? Frida Vera rolled her eyes
0: at how stupid that sounded. For surely no one really believed that.
1: Oh, you mean up north? Frida Vera rolled her eyes again. Men... Uh... Now I'll get your drinks. Make yourselves comfortable.
0: Raymond hurried off, and the whole table sat in silence. A silence Harky'd appreciate until her decided to ruin it.
2: So who is this again?
0: <sighs> Ain't you been listening? He's the Humicorn. She stared at him squarely, but didn't try to smack him. Both Fink and herself were surprised by this. She instead chose to again roll her eyes and leer even more than before. Don't be a dick. I'm asking why they wanted him kidnapped. Because both Fetiver and Fink couldn't help but lean in. He's a humor going.
2: Fine, don't tell us. It's not like you'll to tell us anything anyways.
1: Then you should be used to it by now. Oh, why won't you tell us, man? Where's your butt I just want to help you out, man, if we can.
2: Oh, don't bother, Finkie. It's crankiest much kid against the world. And he's not going to bother with us because all people suck. And he's king shithead of fucking
0: shithead mountain. More like King Dingbo of the monkey people and all who inhabit that land. But Sixack didn't think it was his place to interrupt. I see that stick still crammed up your ass. <sighs> There's nothing you need to know that I haven't already told you. He was supposed to be kidnapped. It was a setup. I'm going on a killing spree. Blah, 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 and fucking shit.
2: But way were you set up?
0: I'm gonna find that out.
2: Oh, but you're cutting no more than we do if you're doing all this. Even you wouldn't be stupid enough to do this shit just for some
0: half-baked plot of revenge. Harkey glanced at 6 who was visibly stiff and gnawing in his bottom lip. And Harkey barely understood himself when he reached his hand to the table and patted 6 knee. 6 peeped up at him, gave a slight, small smile, and set his clawed hand on Harkin's. And again, Harkin barely understood himself when he let 6 do just that. Except Harkin had never much been one for human, or whatever 6 was, contact, beyond the usual punch, stab, kill him, wham, bam, fuck you, ma'am. So he pulled his hand away almost as soon as he placed it. But 6 was still soothed all the same. See, that's where you're wrong. I am that stupid. Huh, <laughs> no argument there. Rybone returned about then. He set down their drink orders, along with an extra tea for Six-Sack. Six-Sack. looked up at him from under his long eyelashes. They were almost blinding from that angle, but he did see Rybone smile and wink
1: at him. Tea's good for you, especially one that's full of rosemary and mint and fresh leaves from the mountains. Makes you piss blue, though.
0: Thank you. Six-Sack could only stare longingly at the aromatic brew. Connecticutcy had given him tea once, and he'd promptly thrown it up. And he'd promptly been hit over the head with a teapot. So tea didn't really bring back too many fond memories for the man. But it was nice it didn't cause other people to puke, he thought. Or get bludgeoned with ceramic drink dispensers. Let it cool first. Six-Sack turned to Haki, questioning. But he nodded his head and did as he was told. Ribot made himself comfortable at the head of the table and took a sip from his teacup. He appeared thoughtful. He swished the fragrant swill around in the little cup and appeared even more thoughtful when he followed it with a swig of liquor and a boisterous belch. Ah, he thought. Now that was some exquisite shit.
1: So, he sat after another sip of tea in a booze chaser. What can Rambo do for you? Man, my man, my hand some supplies. Rambo was excited by that. Hopefully, there was something
0: stupid sure illegal. He loved things that were stupid sure illegal. Hmm. But well, what self-respecting nefarious piece of shit doesn't?
1: Yeah. Like what?
0: Crossbow. I don't care about the weight. I just want to be powerful as shit. One that can load a ten-pound steel run, and fire it through a fucking troll if need be. You got anything like that?
1: Ah, oh, sure do. I'll
0: take that. i need a new dagger. Preferably one with a serrated edge. Big thing I need is some information.
1: I'm guessing you got the coin to cover all this? How jingled his coin bag, and it sounded quite full. Rabo and the grin only grew wider. Good. So... What are you looking to know? I'm
0: gonna need some background information, location and a few people. I need a location on the Belvaloon. An old hag that'll probably be dead any second now. But I need to find her before she kills over. A guy named Yorker lives down by a lake. I'm thinking Lake Brash or Holy Water. A chick named McBurra who lives near a big whoop shrine. Probably ponds make her chill in. And a little more on connect the tenth. Particularly which house he would be in since I know the fuck has a ton of them. My bones stared at him. Then he stared a little more before he finally blinked. But did so like his eyelids were just remembering how to do so.
1: Are you whooping me right now? What do you think? How? What? I mean, I don't normally get into details with clients, but Boone's beam it, I can't find people on such little info. And if we're talking about the same kind of accuracy... That guy always has someone up his rich asshole. You'll never get to him to... I guess I don't need to wonder what you're planning on doing, do I? You can't help.
0: Harkin's eyes narrowed and his jaw was so tight. 6 worried it might shatter and leave him without a chin, which seemed impossible to live without, along with the eyes and pinky toes. He set his little clawed hand on Harkin's knee and hoped it did the same for Harkin as it had for him. Hakeet's jaw loosened a little, and Sixx smiled.
1: Well, I ain't saying that. It's just conagricity. I'll try to figure out for you, but this bell lady, I have no idea. But I'll look for you. And Rourke. Now, there could be a lot of guys named Rourke, so I don't want to lead you astray or anything and get the wrong asshole killed, but... i taking any lead you get. Uh, then I guess you're in luck. Some time back I met a guy going by a rock, real quiet guy, never said much unless he was bits out of his mind. But smudge, you don't want to talk to him. Guy's at least as massive as you, like a big fucking locker or troll or something. Only he's a whole lot meaner if you can believe it. One shot my buddy Peck with a doomsday crossbow for scuffing his shoe. Nasty that guy. I could see why somebody wanted him dead, but it might not be the same person. That sound like him.
0: Hunkkeed asked Sig who was currently doing his doom's damnedest to look anywhere but at him. Like at that book about stamp collecting. He had never taken up the hobby on account of him not having anywhere to put stamps. But if he did have a stamp collection, he put it in a blue box, he thought, with a silver latch and a picture of Hunkkeed riding a unicorn paint on its lid. He'd cherish it always, and would preserve every stamp he ever received. And when he realized he wasn't receiving stamps, because no one was sending him any, he'd start stealing letters from mailboxes, and hoarding them in his blue box with a silver latch, and the picture of Huck running a unicorn paint on its lid, until the guard showed up and hauled him off to prison, so he could rock back and forth in the corner, and remember the good old days when you could steal letters and not be treated like a common criminal." Yeah, he thought. Just like that. Sick sack.
2: No, 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 not a thing like Kim. No, sir, not him at all.
0: Um, Ruff? Everyone but Harkin exchanged confused but pleasantly amused glances. Oh, pretty people. Fink and Fritterer and Rybone thought together. A breed of their own. Right. Harkin looked back to Rybone.
1: That's the guy, Rybone.
0: Got a location
1: on him. Ah, met him in sawgrass about three years back, so I'm not sure. I can tell you he had a cabin out by Lake Brash. Used it to hunt elk and lichens, the crazy smudger. Only thing I could get him to talk about was hunting. Ugh, love shooting shit with that crossbow of his. Think he'd still be in that cabin? Ah, this was a while back, so it could change. But I know he spins vile claw through missing keys there. Cause that's when the lockins mate. Says there's a mess of them out there right for the killin'. I believe him, but who'd want to get out there to mess with them, anyways? Apparently, this fuck. Enough on him. Start checking around on Belvaloon.
0: Hucky said as he felt the money burning away in his pocket. Anything on Akbarra? Raybone tipped his seat backwards, one boot propped against the table, as the other kept his weight steady against the creaking floor. He scrubbed his chin whiskers like the answer was hidden there, and when he realized it wasn't, or that it was very good at hiding, he
1: said, Uh, maybe. She lived near or in a whoop shrine. Is she a whoopstess or something?
0: Sounds like it. Does exorcisms. Probably can get more on her. Harkid looked toward Sig who promptly turned away again. Harkid grabbed at his little arm and made Sig Sack, <coughs> We need a second! Zig frantically shook his head, but Harkin stood and tugged him up anyways. He shot down the rest of his booze and motioned Zig towards his cup. Get your tea! Zig rapidly blinked
1: up at him, but did as instructed. Enjoy your chai it. I'll ride right, down when I got on rope for you. Fred of Aaron Fink smartly stayed with Raybone
0: and left Harkin to do his interrogation. He led Sixak to a secluded corner of the warehouse that was clad with boxes and narcotics and teas and weapons marked for storage and delivery. Despite the occasional leave for toxic droppings, it was still pretty meticulous and clean. There wasn't much for cobwebs, and even though the window next to him was busted open and barely boarded shit, Sixak thought a lot of fun could be had there. Harky grabbed Sixak's tea and chucked the hot liquid out a gap in the boards and window. Mm, I hate tea, too. Tastes like dirt and grass. Sick Sick looked up at him in wonder. He knew it was for a different reason than him, and he was pretty sure that Hunky knew that, too. But it made him smile all the same. Holy ropes! It burns! It
2: burns! Oh, sweet wah!
0: Shut up! Harkeyed screamed so the crying voice from outside would shut up. The wailing outside did cease, though the snuffling was far from over. (sighs) what a little bitch. Like he's never had hot tea thrown at him before. Six-Sack nodded along. Everyone had had hot tea thrown on them before. Or at least he had, along with Harkeyed and the person who was suffering from second-degree burns outside.
1: Oh, is everything alright over there?
0: Yeah. Um, shut
1: up. You got it, buddy. You shut up, Harkid. You shut up, Fredivere.
2: The fuck you say to me?
1: Shut up, and let me
0: finish over here. There was a long moment of silence before Fredivere yelled, Then fuck off and do it. (sighs) Harkid was suddenly very envious of the Spriggan, who had been known to shove its head in a hollow log, with the chattering clatter of its fellow moronic brigands became too much to bear. He was not envious, however, of its habit of smearing itself in its own sap and rolling around the dirt. 6 was staring at him and looking much too amused while doing so. What? 6 smiled even wider. <laughs> You're so silly, huh, King? Yeah, I'm a real fucking clown. Anyways... I'd hope Rybo would've been more use, but he ain't, so I'm gonna need you to help me out with this Huckburr bitch. Six-Sack continued to look up at him, but his smile faltered, and Harkid knew the little man wasn't in the mood for complying easily, and Harkid also knew he didn't have the patience for that, or anything at all. Don't be fucking difficult. I'm doing this, and you're not changing my mind, so you might as well spill. Six-Sack furiously shook his head
2: you're getting hurt. They, they, they they do things that I, I deserve it. But you don't. You don't, Harkin. So please, just.
0: Kitten. 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 6 was smitten. It left Harkin's mouth before he could chew it up and shit it out completely from existence. But it was too late now. The kitten was smitten, and sick sack might have been a lot of things, but sick nor sack were among them. Well, a touch to the head maybe, and he did have a sack, sure. And though some people enjoyed irony and all its ironic ironiciness, Herkeed wasn't one of them. Not because he didn't know what irony was. He didn't, though he was pretty sure it might have been a noun. Or possibly the scientific term for the funny bone or butthole bone. He wasn't sure. Like, the could be casserole, maybe meat, somewhat souffle, pretty much a pie, but suspiciously spaghetti like from the it's this or star pseudo seafood bar and grill, but because it felt wrong calling zigzag, zigzag wronger than even the is this beef or is this lead ice cream cake he'd have for his fifth, first, and final birthday. No. When he looked up at Harkeet, his eyes wide and intent, ears soft and alert, tail swishing to and fro and head tipped like he was curing testicular cancer, he looked nothing like a sick egg, and everything like a kitten, or maybe a cute cauldron or a happy pot. Those work, too. I need you to help me out now. And you do tell me what you know, okay? Can you do this for me? Without hesitation, Six-Sack, or Kitten, said,
2: Yes, puppy.
0: Harkeen resisted very much the urge to bark in the kitten's face and drag his swollen anal glands across the carpet at the little pet name. Instead, he suffocated his groan and said, I'll make this easy on you. I know you don't know much about Belvaloon, but what about the Suckborough? What can you tell me about her that'll help us find where she is? 6 didn't say anything right away, but Hakeen was giving him that look. That, you answer, you little moron, pretty, please, sort of look. And 6 was quite the sucker for that one.
2: Um, well, when, when she... When she does her wooster-cisms on me, she wears a white cloak that has a strange gold symbol on it. I asked her what it meant once, but she didn't answer. It's a large golden circle with another smaller circle inside it. There's a star in the middle. Or the overlapping triangles. Or a banana. Oh, could be any of those or none of those, but I think... What's this asshole
0: look like? Do you know exactly?
2: She's female, I think. I think, and um, she or he, they have brown hair with them, um, streaks of um green in it, um, or silver, or white, or like a green. If it was white, you know, but like, but like, if blue. Or purple was white, too. That works, too. You know, it's not a complete white. It's kind of like an off-white if it's white. Or you could call it rainbow if you want, because rainbows are kind of gray. <laughs> you know, but I don't know. Maybe it's like an off-pink. Kitten. Oh. Huh. Um, okay, okay. Off-white here. And she has dark skin, but not as dark as yours. Not like yours, at- Oh, I really like your skin, Harky. It's like the color of acorns, and acorns will fall all over you, no matter who you are. <laughs> they're really nice like that. And acorns, they look like they're wearing hats, which is just silly, I think. Um, I mean, what's an acorn need with the hat? But, you know, maybe it's to protect against rain. That must be it. But wait, oh, that wouldn't make much sense. since acorns need water.
0: Shut up. Anything else?
2: Um, no. No, I don't think so. Oh, wait! No, no, wait. There was a chicken I saw once.
0: <laughs> Chickens. Hakeem didn't know what to say. He really, really didn't. So he just... <sighs> the And headed back over to the two grinning men and a woman who looked like she was about to lop Hakeem's dick off. Oh, I'd say don't make a face you don't want to stay forever, but I guess I'd be too late. Yeah,
2: and I'd say don't be such a stupid fuck, you stupid fuck, but I guess I'd
0: be too late. O'Keefe okay, glared at her, but vera decided it was time to ignore him when she noticed 6 teacup was empty. Oh, you drink your tea? How'd you
2: like it? I tasted things and it was
0: grassy. You just don't understand fine cuisine. Rybone said with another swig of booze and a wet burp. So, got anything new for me? Harkeet relayed whatever it was he'd just learned on Ukbara, minus a few details, back to Rybone, who still seemed uncertain. He leaned back in his chair again and said,
1: I mean, I got an inkling. They use that symbol for people in the Whoopa I can't tell you who Ukbara is, though, and there's like 30 members. Don't know even one of their names. Maybe I should keep track of that more. Could come up again and I. So you'll look into it? Sure will. I'll go ask my buddy Tentos. Guy works at the Whoop Shrine here, so he'll probably know. Just don't tell him what for. Nah, nah, don't worry, man. I'll try and be casual about it. I've been meaning to spruce up on the Whoop anyways. This'll be my chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Mm, see then? Drop by the hoop shrine, rush at the boons,
0: and make a donation. I just got you a ticket a to us, you lucky motherfucker.
1: Uh, <laughs> kinda down I'm going that way, but thanks. Rybone stood and walked over to a table littered with papers and food and books
0: and knives and something that might have been jam, or blood, and jotted down a few notes on a piece of parchment. He had her key a different note labeled Rourke. Is there anything else? Does it for now? When you think you'll get back to me? Arkeet like said as he stuffed the paper into his back pocket without
1: reading it. Ah, uh, probably by tomorrow I'll look better. But can you give me two days? I want to make sure I got your supplies and info all wrapped up. Now for the others, uh, Smudge, I'm not sure. I could find out about Canacry mold just asking around the loop of Belleville. I do not even heard that name. But maybe I can find someone who has. I'll definitely need some time to even get a list of candidates for her. That's fine. Two days, supplies and info, and then you get the rest of your pay. Sounds good to
0: me. The two nodded. Transaction currently complete. Everyone stood
1: and think-fed Rainbow in a good day as a small group headed for the exit. Hi. Hey, try not to die before you finish paying me. <laughs> okay. Oh, shot him a thumbs up, but... He really couldn't
0: promise him that.